What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, on this newsflash, I'm diving into the real reality of this podcast rebranding. I'm going to talk about how the changes in my transition and the subsequent shift in my identity have played a partial effect on the changes that I've made to this show. But I'm mostly going to focus on how the trajectory of not only this show, but my career as a whole and the thought process that I had about the overall branding made me reconsider some things like my stage name. Lock in while I clock in because we are about to get into it. What's going on, everybody? This is a newsflash episode because I want to announce some changes and talk about some things that are going on with me, with the show, and I wanted to kind of just update you guys as I'm going along, okay? So there's a bit of rebranding going on. There's a little bit of shifting and a little bit of movement going on with the show, Um, I'm going to start with the fact that my stage name has changed. Um, I am now no longer going by Cherie Laveau. And I will explain that in just a minute. Um, I am now going by Sean Ellis Rogers. And I will also explain that in a minute. Um, I just wanted to announce that one And then two, I'm also announcing that I'm dropping the reel off of Real Reality Realness. So now it's just going to be Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers. That is going to be the official name of the show. Um, Besides that, nothing else is really changing. But I did want to make sure that I kind of updated you guys on that and why that's changing. Well, for one... Um, There is a lot of things going on with my transition right now that I have been trying to figure out and have been trying to weigh my options and things on. And so with that being said, um, I am debating whether I want to continue actually being on hormones because I have been off of them for a couple months now and I feel like my mental health is more regulated when I'm off of hormones versus when I'm on and I feel that I am in a space where my mental health is more important than my physical transition and I feel like I have you know, more work to do in that space. And I'm comfortable enough with my body the way that it is for me to be able to 
put that aside in order to put the focus on my mental health right now, right? Um, I'm in a place where I am... I'm just kind of feeling different about what's prioritized and what's important to me. I think two, two and a half years ago when I started my transition, I think that I was in a place where I felt like I could regulate my mental health with my hormone re- hormone replacement therapy because it was a situation where I felt like a lot of my depression was coming from the fact that I wasn't living authentically as myself. And along this process, I've come to a place where I feel that me going through hormone replacement therapy made my mental health a lot worse. I feel like me going through hormone mental me going through hormone replacement therapy really kind of took my mental health on a journey that I thought that I was prepared for because I've been through a lot in my life I've seen a lot of trauma I've had a lot of experiences so I thought well how bad could it be when I'm finally doing something that's genuinely for myself and the effect and the cause that it's had over the past two years in different areas of my life has just been something that I did not expect and that I was not fully prepared for, right? Um, so with that being said, I feel like it's best for me to forego hormone replacement therapy while still living in my androgynous and my genderless truth. So... With that being said, like the specific identity that I fall under would most adequately or most accurately rather be a gender. And I feel like I am in a place where, you know, I still identify as androgynous. I still identify as somebody who doesn't relate to a specific gender and that doesn't change. I just feel like the specific point of me making the transition is what changes it from neutral to um, a gender for me. Because that was a very specific point of why I chose the identity or that I identified most with the identity of Nutois was because there was this specific physical transition aspect or element involved when it went into defining what the actual identity was. You know, when it comes to being Nutois, it is somebody who is under the non-binary as well as transsexual umbrella because you're transitioning not from one binary to the other, but you're transitioning from binary to androgynous, right? And that fit me perfectly at the time. However, I am somebody who wants to be very specific and wants to adequately place myself within the right spaces so that I don't discredit anybody else's story. Do you get what I mean? Like, I really want to stay in my lane in the aspect of I don't want to take up somebody else's space for the definition that truly aligns with them. And I feel like that was really important to me when it came to being neutral versus a gender. You know, a part of me suffered through imposter syndrome with that because I... 
I didn't want to feel like I'm just taking up space or, you know, I'm just throwing out something that nobody knows anything about. You know, people are just just starting the conversations around third gender and non-binary and we're learning one identity at a time. And so we haven't even gotten to a gender yet. So I knew that it was going to be a hard conversation to explain what Nutois was. And it was just, but it, but it was what fit me at the time. Just like a gender is what fits me now. Like I'm no longer going to be taking hormones specifically, but I'm still somebody who was an androgynous being in thought process, in mental process, in spirit and in presentation. You know what I'm saying? I still don't label myself in the binary. I don't lean myself as more male, female, any of that. And if you know anything about me, you know that my definitions of masculine and feminine, or rather my examples of masculinity and femininity are within the opposite genders that they are categorized as. You know, for me, I learned what femininity was through men. And I learned what masculinity was through women because how I understood what masculinity and femininity was, was when it was pointed out in somebody who back in the day wasn't supposed to be doing that. So when it came to me specifically, my stepfather would always point out the things that I would do that would be quote unquote feminine, right? The way that I walked, the way that I talked, the way that I carried myself. You know, the energy that I brought into a room was always categorized as very feminine. And so I learned what femininity was from Prince wearing high heels, from, you know, me being pointed out as all the things that I did that was quote unquote girly or sissy like or whatever the case may be. And so same thing when it came to masculinity, I recognized what masculinity was when it was pointed out in lesbians and in masculine presenting women and in studs and things like that. Like that was how I learned what masculinity was. Cleo from Set It Off is what I that that was the first time I knew what a stud was. So it kind of it kind of warped and it formulated a different definition of what masculinity and femininity and femininity was than I think was actually intended for me to grasp from that conversation. And so even in that understanding to this day, whether I'm on hormones or not, I'm going to fall within this androgynous umbrella because it's the most comfortable for me. I don't feel comfortable being identified as a male or a female, but I do. I don't feel I feel comfortable being addressed as both, but I don't feel specifically categorized to one, which is why my pronouns on all of my social medias are he, they, her, because I feel like I am somebody who incorporates all the entire gender spectrum, not only into my presentation, but also into my being as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that I think and the way that I present myself, the way that I analyze, the way that I critical think, it goes back and forth. It's not just I think like a woman and I dress or and I dress like a man. It's not that simple. You know, you, you, like I go back and forth across the gender spectrum all the time, depending on what the situation is or what it is that I'm doing or what I have going on in my life. So, you know, how that all incorporates to what's going on here at the show is that I wanted to 
more adequately represent that because the look is changing and all of that type of stuff which mind you it's not solely based on the look because as as an androgynous person i it's not like i go through phases of masculine presentation feminine presentation da 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 da, da. i just I go through waves so I could be wanting to grow a full porn stash one week and then the next week wanting to look like a 90 snatch supermodel do you get what I mean so it just it's not even about that I think it's more so just about the authenticity of what's going on with me and where I'm going you know as time goes on and I think Cherie Laveau is not necessarily the complete the story of Cherie of Cherie Laveau doesn't fit where I am right now. You know, I created a whole backstory for that character based on my tattoos and my love of Mar and my love of Marie Laveau and all of this stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I think at this point, the things that I'm doing and the places that I want to go, I want to take myself to another level. And I feel like Cherie Laveau is my, uh, is my Amanda Diva and Sean Ellis Rogers is my, uh, is my Amanda Seals. If that makes sense. Um, and whether I'm performing in drag or not, I think that I want, especially for the way that I see my career going, not only with this specific podcast, but with Housewives History, with all the things, with all the things that I'm doing outside of these podcasts and the opportunities that I'm trying to create for, for myself and the conversations that I'm having and the networking that I'm doing. I think that it's kind of important to have an elevation to a name that genuinely sounds like a name and a name that is also authentic to me. Is my name inspired by certain things? Absolutely. Does my name have references within it? Absolutely. But I don't want to focus or put the emphasis on the references that leaned into it. Will I address them at some point? Sure. Will it probably be in this episode? Maybe. I don't know yet. We'll see how this goes. But I felt like I needed to grow in order to help my show grow, right? And that is the thing that I feel like takes me away from names that are direct references. Do you get what I mean? While it's something that's perfect for when your career is solely based in drag, I feel like that is not where this show is going nor where my career is going based on the opportunities that seem to be possibly aligning for themselves whether the opportunities are going to happen for me right now or they're just presenting them presenting themselves to show me where i could be going in the future i want to pay attention to the signs as they're happening and, and make sure to take the notes and the rate and the waves and the flags and the notices to you know make the subtle changes as they go along that's what i did with the artwork i felt like that needed an upgrade and a boost and you know i just same thing with choosing the signature font for my name like i felt like that needed to be something that was very specific because i remember growing up with you know my my favorite artists and you would always see on their album they had this very specific font that their name was always in you can all think of your um favorites like usher sierra janet um they all had this very specific way their name was written on their album covers a lot a lot of the time i think britney spears had it for a while as well 
but I brandy is a big one. Brandy is a huge one. Brandy, oh, like it's basically the the font beca became named after these artists because it became so associated with them, right? And I think that I grew up with those cues, and I think that that's another thing for me, like. I just want to make sure that I am on point and universally prepared for every type of opportunity that I want to present myself or create for myself or be ready to be offered in the future. So the name change is really more so about growth. It's not um, completely about the identity, but... I did want to kind of have a conversation about that because it does play a part in it. It It is something that helps solidify that and the direction the name went. Um, not necessarily the direction, but it does. It did help push me in the direction to change the name is really more so what I'm saying. But I feel like I want to always genuinely wrap myself in the most authentic thing possible. So with that being said, Cherie Laveau is gone. Sean Ellis Rogers is here. This is not a name that I just came up with yesterday. This is a name that I've had for a long time. It has a background. It has authentic meaning to me. So that's why I'm bringing it back. And it was so easy for me to make that change because I already knew where I would go if I ever, you know what I mean? So um, with that being said, that's all the changes that are really happening with the show besides my stage name changing and let me be very clear like that's what I want to emphasize when I say that the that the change of the stage name is not completely influenced by the identity because that's not you know the name that I'm putting on my my official paperwork I'm still going through legally changing my name and you know um going through a social and a somewhat physical transition but and however I'm just not going to be on hormones right so there is an amount of transitioning that is happening it's just not going to be specifically medical do you get what I'm saying so I want to still have my name that I'm called just by my family just by you know my close friends and the people that know me and love me you know what I'm saying I don't want to you know be forced to be called by my name because we now know it like I, I don't want to be Carisha do you get what I mean like I don't want to be forced to brand my name because it's out there and people know it do you get what I'm saying I just want to kind of enjoy my space off stage and enjoy what I have going on when I'm not on stage so for me, it's about creating that safe space when I'm just with my family and I'm not, you know, in presentation mode. And I think having that is very important. I think I grew up in an era where anonymity and things like that were very important. You know, I grew up in, you know, studying old, old Hollywood where these people went to Hollywood and they... And they were made into stars and they changed their names and they did all of these things. Da, 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 da. It was like drag before drag was mainstreamed. You know, I feel like old Hollywood starlets were just mainstreamed drag queens before the day. There was, that, that's where we get the term. There's a lot of um, female, female impersonator roles. Do you get what I mean? 
So I think it's me leaning into that lane, into that era and doing that versus leaning specifically in an era that could box me into drag. And I feel like going with a name like Cherie Laveau, while it's a great name and it has a great story, I feel like it could box me solely into drag or appearing as a drag artist. And I feel like the name has to elevate to be more presentational for multimedia. That's really where it's coming from. So with that being said, that's about it. Um, I can't think of anything else that I needed to specifically say about this i know that it is a bit sudden but i hope that you guys ride with me rock with me and know that the content is still gonna be the same just the intro is gonna sound a little different and the name is a little shorter that's all well my stage name is a little longer and the name of the show is a little shorter <laughs> so i guess the name didn't really so the length of the name of the show didn't really change that that much it just kind of switched around a bit but with that being said, um, I appreciate you all for being here. Thank you so much for tuning into this news flash. Um, leave me the five star rating. Leave me the review. Do all the things of the things like share, subscribe, hit the notification bells, all of those things that the thing that thank the things. I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. And make sure you guys be real. You know what? I guess I have to shorten that. Make sure you guys always stay in reality and always bring the realness. This has been Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. And for the first time, but most certainly not the last, I love you. Bye. Peace.